Hey guys, this is Isaac Lamb of Kublai Khan, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, I'm going to welcome you all back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. We're here in smack dab of season 12. You know, as always, this is your host, Sonny, here back once again. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Isaac Lamb. Bro, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. You know, this is definitely an exciting time of the year for you. You hear my dog. Uh, for you and the rest of the guys, for you and the rest of the guys over at Local Favorites here in Texas, obviously known as Kublai Khan, uh, with the release of your latest EP, uh, Lowest Form of Animal, uh, which is set to drop April 1st via Rise Records. Let mm-hmm. me begin, Isaac, you know, by commending you on all the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far, especially with those jaw-breaking singles, uh, Resentment, Swan Song, Today with Loyal to None, I believe that just dropped. Mm-hmm. So much to unravel about this highly anticipated release and who you guys are all about. But before we get to all that, man, we talked about it before the interview started. I feel we are now back into normality again, at least here in the States, if we can even call it that. How are you, bro? I know you just moved yeah. to Nashville. How has the beginning of 2022 been like? I know I, uh, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here with this entire introduction, but how are you? S- simple, simple, I'm, but important. I'm doing, I'm great. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, the rest of the guys are doing very well. Like everything you're right. Like things are slowly seeming to get back to normal, you know, with, with a few, a few weird things of, yeah. you know, like when you go on tour, you just sort of have to book it, risk it. And when you get COVID cancel it, you know, like that's just a part of touring now. Aside from that, everything is great. Um, yeah, Nashville's great. 2020 was a mess, but made the best of it. So, yeah. And, and obviously making the best of it has kind of been the commonality, right. Of this entire yeah. situation. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, life has a late, many of us are finally beginning to return to the state setting, you know, fans and musicians alike, but not too long ago, man, you guys just wrapped up a tour alongside Acacia strain, dying wish orthodox. Yeah. I was there at that Dallas date and Holy shit. Here's the thing, man. Yeah. I'm just a fan, but did you see, the outpour of support that you guys got as opposed to every other band there. No question it's in Texas, but man, it filled up. I was over there. I was taking photography of you guys, but man, there was nowhere to go. Once you guys took the stage, you know, are you still kind of just feeling the after effects of that tour like that after being away from the live, I don't know, atmosphere for so long. I I mean, so it's just, it's just like sort of relieving to get back to it. Cause is, you know, as much of a, a band as we are, like we really, our spot is on tour at the live show. Like that's, that's where we really thrive. Um, we're not in, we're not an online band. We're not a, you know, we're, we're not those guys. We just want to be in person playing music, like with a packed house, like that's sort of our spot in all this. And so to be back doing it and to have like such a good tour, like that one that also plays, you know, Dallas, which is our hometown is, is close as, to Sherman as we can get. Um, it's, it's awesome. And yeah, that show was probably one of the best. The Texas shows were the best shows of the tour. Oh, so, hell yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, no, Here's, they and, were and, like hands down, like maybe, you know, I, I don't, even if they weren't the biggest, like the kids were just so happy. Everybody's so happy to be back at a show and just, I don't know. It just feels like home to be back playing shows in Texas. So, and I feel like it was perfect timing. I think that the show was right before Thanksgiving hit. And that's the day I'll tell you this. I started my holiday with that. (laughs) Yeah. We've had, we've, we've been lucky enough. Weirdly enough, we've had two or three tours now where Thanksgiving happened on an off day in Texas. And it's weirdly enough that so when we go there, we all like split up, go to our homes, have family dinner and then back for the show. It's it works out. And therefore, a tradition is born with Kublai Khan and Thanksgiving. And, you know, I know you guys are definitely itching to go back out again. And uh, good Lord, what a show it was that night. And your your performance was definitely the most memorable. You know, here's the thing with Kublai Khan. The band obviously got its inception in 2009 for people who don't know out there. For as long as I've been listening to you guys, you've been at this for quite a while, Isaac. You know, and I kind of want to piggyback off of that touring life and the live music experience for you personally. I know you yeah. guys are setting up to go back out on tour with Knock Loose, Movements, and Koyo, the So What mm-hmm. Music Fest coming up. A important calendar, man. 
Would yeah. you would you say, you know, considering what has happened in the last two years, which <laughs> what is it? The two year anniversary is coming up, I believe, next Friday. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, would you say you have a newfound appreciation of the live concert experience now? If it, I think, or was think, it has always been the same? I think everybody does. It's really, it can get, you know, like we have been doing this for a long time and it can get really exhausting, you know, mm. like it's, yeah. we've been, we've been full-time touring since, you know, I was, I graduated high school and this is what I've been doing since, you know, my entire adult life same with nolan same with matt same with eric like we're all in this the exact same way and so to have that that you know year and a half two years of a break and then come back to it there is there is a little bit more of appreciation you know like it's easy to see why we love it mm. and and same with i like every show we've played since we've been touring again um it's just a blast like everybody at the show is in a good mood there's no they're still there but there's a lot less egos there's a lot you know there's less fighting like it's just mm -hmm. everybody's there to have a good time and like see be a part of this community again and it's really it's awesome it's great yeah and it's like a camaraderie that i actually witnessed that night when you guys came out and i i believe that was one of the first shows i was able to attend to when amplified was like coming back into the fray yeah. one, of the, one of the first venues in dallas i'm sure yeah. you already know this you know and yeah. fyi i'm here in frisco so sherman and dallas are kind of like the midway point for me so right. and uh, uh you know going back to 2020 i know a lot of people don't want to do that but i know staying busy during the pandemic was an important thing and i love asking this question aside from the music man did did that time open up new things for you that you may not have discovered before about yourself something that maybe doesn't involve music because here's the thing once april of 2020 hit in may i i took up baking dude i never baked shit in my entire life before my sister taught me how to do that now i know how to make muffins off the bat <laughs> so, yeah. something yeah. like that you know i mean as, yeah as, no, i mean so. <laughs> yeah when we like because so the the shutdown happened while we were on tour with terror our last show was the last day you know so we we lucked out that we you know we hit the nail right on the head where we didn't have to cancel any shows but i was living in boston at the time and i drove straight there packed up everything i owned with me and my my girl and yeah. we drove straight back to oklahoma and we moved back to oklahoma just at the beginning like right after that tour and so we spent we spent the pandemic just sort of you know no job nothing to do but just like out in Oklahoma where there's space on a cattle ranch, like just having a good time. And so I don't, I, I did a lot of just relaxing that summer. Um, do you miss just, that? Like just looking back? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I just love Oklahoma, but I love Oklahoma. I go there all the time. So shout yeah, out to no, I, had, I, out there. I had a good time. I, I don't want to say that I discovered anything spectacular. I didn't have any sort of revelations, but I spent, I got to finally, spend a lot of time doing things that I had not had time to do otherwise. Hmm. Um, just like hobbies, you know, I got to play drums a lot more, which is as much touring as I do. It's surprisingly the worst place to actually play drums. All right. Um, can I say my, both of my brothers are drummers and they both live in Oklahoma. So you're fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they live in yeah. Tulsa. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I, you know, spent a lot of times playing drum. I, I'm sure I bake some bread as well like um <laughs> just did a lot of a lot of crafting i like to do a lot yeah. of woodworking and stuff like that so i just spent a lot of time awesome. building stuff and just kind of having a good time so yeah and see that that counts as an answer too even though you it's not anything new but you were able to kind of just be yourself and do what you want and i feel like a lot of people didn't really opened up a lot just something little like that over the pandemic you learned a lot more about yourself and something that you can take with you going forward which sounds like you are I, you know well, as, I just think, as, yeah go ahead i just think that that you know like i said like i've been doing this nonstop since i've you know since my 18th birthday i graduated high school and i've been on the road since so to have like a year and a half of just sort of decompression is really nice for me personally mm -hmm. because i haven't had that you know i've the longest break i've had in all this time is maybe maybe three months off and so you know it's just nice to have it's nice to have just some time with nothing planned 
that was nice for me for a little while. And then, you know, it gets dull towards the end, but at least for a little while, it's a nice little bit of decompression. Never dull, bro. Uh, I got to <laughs> ask, uh, what caused the move to Oklahoma? Because you just mentioned you moved from. Uh, oh, because from Boston. Yeah. We were living in Boston and our lease was up in May. So I didn't, there was so much going on on March 13th or, you know, whenever the shutdown was, there was yeah. so much happening that we, we weren't planning on staying there anyway. And like, I was a little bit afraid that I was going to get stuck there because, you know, we didn't know how long this was going to happen or like what all was even happening. So we just packed up, moved back to Oklahoma and there was a, you know, all, everybody was getting kicked out of their housing, all the college dorms were just kicking yeah. kids out of their housing. So we just sublet the apartment, um, to some friends who didn't have a home, uh, and it worked out just fine, but we were planning on leaving anyway, just left a little bit early just to, I don't know, just in case, I guess. I feel like everything kind of just kind of was like upside down out in Northeast, Boston, New oh, York, yeah. Jersey. It was, it was crazy up there. And uh, I had I had friends who were, I think I, I think my aunt was trying to, uh, I, have a, I have an aunt who lives out there in Jersey and she's like, I should probably come live with you guys. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, you can. Uh, she she, she yeah. never did, but you know, it's just, uh, everyone just come to the South, you know, that's yeah. like, and then yeah, of course yeah. that's a whole different discussion. We're talking about Californians coming here and moving oh, to the South, but yeah. I'm sure you already know about thing. that. It's the same thing here in Nashville. This is a hot spot for the, the LA runoff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, right. again, for people who are tuning in, you know, Isaac moved to Nashville and, and it seems mm -hmm. like it's Oklahoma will always be that getaway for you. I feel like that's, that's where you got to go. And, oh uh, yeah, I don't know. Eventually I might end up back there at some point. The I stars this... are brighter though, right? <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Just being, I love that freedom of just nothing, you know, like you can go outside and there's no sound. Yeah. There's no lights in the sky. Like it's just, I, I like that freedom. But... And I never understood the hate for like Oklahoma. It's like, there's nothing to do that. I'm like, have you been exactly. there? I mean, as far as but like, that's why, that's why I like it. There's no people there. I don't have to deal yeah. with, I don't have to deal with traffic. I don't have to deal with like anything. When I'm if in I Tulsa, wanna... yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean, I mean, interrupt you oh, there. You, but, you, uh, you're good. So my brother, he's actually going to come visit from Oklahoma next week. Mm -hmm. And anytime I'm up there, which I'm going to go back up there again, it really feels like it, like everyone just knows each other in Tulsa. And like you know where every every place is and i think the streets are numbered there in that state as yeah. opposed to every other state you're in <laughs> if, yeah if i'm not mistaken it's like 91st it's, street 90th street like they I know so, yeah and uh, it's just easier to navigate I and mean, dallas is great i love dallas you know and of course boston yeah, I like I you like know dallas boston well. um you know i've heard people say it's hard to navigate around boston everything's kind of just mess. it's it's so convoluted and i've been to chicago last summer and it was well, just i i think that don't don't quote me on this but i like boston the the whole city was built around you know the rivers as far as i know mm. so everything is just a mess of nothing is even close to a grid and it you know it's such an old city that the grid wasn't important back then now it's just sort of a ease of use way of yeah. building cities so all the newer cities are easier to navigate because of that but you know it's just such an old city but that's part of why it's so cool Cause it's not, you know, it's not just the cookie cutter city, like every other city, the farther West you go, they're all the same, you know, it's, it's a really cool city, but yeah, it's very, very different from Oklahoma city or Tulsa or Dallas and you know, all those. And you can see the grin on my face because, uh, what is it? You moved to Oklahoma city. Oh, well, just Oklahoma in general, yeah. the snow days are different, right. As opposed to Boston. Oh, to the... <laughs> I'm oh, laughing man. because we had that snowstorm last year. You know about this, yeah. Where uh, uh, over here in Frisco, at least here, I know we were without power for four days. Oh yeah, water for two days, dude. We're not crazy. cut out for this stuff, though. How did yeah. you hold up during that? I mean, did you? Well, it was it's fine here, and <laughs> I was in Nashville by then. But like, okay, okay. So yeah, so that's it's you know every year Nashville gets like snow once or twice a year and right? tornadoes. You, know, like, you guys get. I feel yeah, like you guys still, get a good amount of those storms as still well. Get tornadoes, but I mean, I grew I grew up in Oklahoma, so tornadoes are just sort of yeah. Like, we're we're no strangers to that. If if they're coming, <laughs> it's just like it's just it's, another day. Oh, look, another. It's tornado. either gonna it's either gonna destroy your house or it's gonna destroy the school twenty mm -hmm. miles away. Like it's you can't do anything about it. But yeah, I don't I don't know <laughs> Oklahoma. the The winters get weird because if there's if there's like if it goes below thirty the whole roads ice and everybody freaks out they cancel everything and there's like 
a hundred wrecks the next day. Like it's just a mess. Nobody knows what to do when it snows or ice is over in yeah. Oklahoma. And now real quick, before we move on to the music, I got to ask, you know, you've been in Nashville, right? What's yeah. the venue to be at? Like, what is the place uh, where people are the at? End. The yeah. end is like yeah. the spot. And then it's, it's like, I want to say it's the perfect venue. It's like a 200 cap room. There's a little enough of a stage that people in the back can see you, but not enough that Bro, that, to that already on. that already spells Kublai Khan. <laughs> there's no there's no area for gear. There's bad parking. There's not the best merch spot. It's it's amazing. It's a perfect venue. I Everybody like, that works there is nice. Like it's great. Man, I feel like you're kind of describing like every every just hardcore fans like venue. Yeah. You know that's it's, man. It's what you want. It's very intimate. You know. Are like, you guys playing there on that tour with Knock Loose? No, we're playing. Uh, I don't know what the name of it. It's something bowl. It's it's a big big room. But you played um, there yet? No, I haven't. I haven't been there. Mm. It's you know that Acacia Strain tour did did the end, which is surprising for uh you know for them to play that mm. that room, but. It was great. It's always great. Shout out to the venues and shout out to the places we love being in, man. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, let's let's get to it, man. Because I and but now before we get to the music, what's the deal with? Uh, I have to ask about this with Kate Beckinsale jamming Kublai oh. Khan on her Instagram post. How many times I, have you been asked this question? And I have what, no idea what's... what happened. <laughs> I think it's just sort of we've we've become this. Uh, I looked through the Instagram post when I was sent to send it over by your publicist. I'm like, wait, Kublai Khan, Kate Beckinsale. I was like, oh, yeah. wait, Kublai Khan, Kate Beckinsale. I click on it and that's exactly what's happening. The it's, second I, post. I mean, I feel like we're we have some parts like some full songs that are like a cliche of what heavy metal is, you know, like it's just loud parts, heavy parts with cussing, you know, very violent cussing over it and that's that's what it's it's funny to get that attention from the outside for stuff like that because it's it's just a small snippet of the whole project but that's what gets it you know and matt gets that a lot because he he loves to throw around throw around yeah. words. So. oh yeah yeah he does and uh <laughs> and who knows this could be a potential for like getting her featured on a music video or something like that that'd I'm be just, great I'm just a fan out there to saying that, but anyway, that's uh, yeah. For anyone who doesn't that's know, a, go- that was a fun, a fun interaction to to see to be a part of. I guess who found that out first? Like, what did it? Did a fan reach out to be like, "Hey, look at this"? I mean, I I, I can't I, remember. I just it it just sort of happened like the, the way the internet works. Like, I just got tagged by a hundred people so fast. So <laughs> I don't know who was first, but yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, uh, man, it, you think you've seen everything, right? And, yeah. and then this happens. So anyway. Shout out to Kate for all the love to Kublai yeah. Khan. Now, yeah. bro, the new EP, let's get to it, man. We talked about everything except the new EP. Lowest form of animal, drops yes. April 1st, Rise Records. Now, before we, before we get into the nitty-gritty of this EP, man, this is the follow-up to 2019's Absolute, which was just another solid effort from start to finish. I feel like, as a fan, again, Kublai Khan at his finest because I feel like that album really cemented the band's sound in the hardcore and the metalcore realm and the thing about that is just, there's so many bands trying to make it into that scene right at which with what you guys are doing it really makes you stand out from that crowd a crowd sorry i can't talk to them i'm so excited i like i knew it was kublai khan with that sound and that was your fourth studio album in 13 years and now here mm-hmm. you are with the ep knowing the success of an album like absolute and your growing relationship with rise records also Yes, Isaac. Uh, you know, was there any such thing as pressure for you and the guys for when you decided to sit down and write again for a new album, or even just a follow up? I know it's just an EP, but I feel like that's I, a question that to be asked. I feel like that's kind of a hard one because I don't want to say there's pressure to like keep up with anything. Um, it's it's more of just the pressure of writing because I think it's it's the hardest part of what we do. Um, it's mm. it's it's one of the most rewarding things, but starting, starting an album and like getting through it is just really, really tough, especially for us. Cause we don't live in the same cities. We're four separate cities. Right. So it's really hard for us to get that ball rolling. Um, I don't think it's pressure to with necessarily a follow-up to a previous album so much as just making a whole nother project you know that project from start to finish is a big thing and and that's a lot of pressure 
but no, I don't, I don't think that there's, cause we we're really just sort of a head down, do our thing. Like, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh, well, you know, that's ju- just kind of how all four of us operate. It's like you so. finish one thing and do you automatically focus on the next thing or it's just, okay, we did this record. Now we can relax is relaxing is it you know you know what i'm saying yeah we we do the write an album it's finally done we can stop stressing about it and then just back to our normal routine of touring like that's like i said earlier like that's our lane Mm -hmm. is just being on the road all four of us playing shows like that's where we thrive and then one when we have to do the weird stuff like you know the one-offs like a music video or recording Mm -hmm. an album like that's sort of the 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 work for us, I guess. And I also, I also feel like this EP could seen in two ways. One, I kind of felt like it was an encore to absolute. And by the way, if it, if it wasn't clear before absolute is my favorite record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And also it could also possibly be a, I also saw it as maybe a a transition or a precursor to your next full length. Is, Is that a safe thing to say? Can it serve as a sneak peek? into what's to come in the future I think so. or are we just barely scratching the surface here i think i think yes and no because it's so hard to to say what we're gonna do next because it's you know we're we're a ways away from a new we're we're pretty booked up until next year so we're not gonna even have time to start writing for a while um so it's really hard to say where we're gonna be at musically a year from now Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it started out, I think conceptually started out as sort of a part two of absolute, like that was sort of like one, one idea that we had, but as we wrote, we realized that it was different enough that we should make it its own thing. So I think, I think it, it ends up being a, a little bit of both of what you said. It is a little bit of a, you know, follow up to absolute, but it also is the transition to what's next because obviously our sound is you know changing just a little bit yeah and i feel like no one's doing it the way you're doing it here's the thing this ep clocks in around 15 minutes 15 <laughs> minutes of the stank face you know like like that like that's that was my that's expression the, the entire the way through yeah. from swan song to loyal to none to dynasty i felt like this had everything for a kublai khan fan and, and i mentioned this is quite the follow-up it took me back to like the I don't know the '90s metallic hardcore scene, like bands like Integrity, okay. Earth Crisis, yeah, Hot War, maybe even Hatebreed, and yeah, I felt like you guys stuck to what worked for you guys in the past albums, but have expanded on that sound, like it's classic yeah. Kublai Khan. I feel like that's the that's yeah. the goal for bands, you know, like find find what you do, and do it, you know, try and keep doing it better and better, but you know, just work that, you know, you don't change your sound. Mm-hmm. Don't don't change what you're doing. Just keep doing it is, you know, what you think is better and better. You know, that's that's sort of the goal. So and I think that, yeah, it does. It does sound like us, obviously, but it it is a ho- hopefully refining. You know, that's the that's what we're shooting for. So, yeah. And, and bands do change their sound. Bands evolve. Yeah. And some people just some bands just change their sound completely. Yeah. And we can talk about those bands for as long as we want. <sighs> but but you guys are. You guys are doing it the way you're doing it. And I feel like it's going to please the fan base immensely once this drops on April 1st. I hope so. um, yeah. And uh, shout out to Scott Vogel, by the way, of Terror. Oh, on yeah. Swan Song. What was, uh, bro, what was Smashed it bring, like bringing someone like him into the picture? It's, well, it's awesome because, like, you know, we've been, you know, Terror's been around forever. Yeah. They're like a staple of the genre. And so it's really cool. And we did that tour with them last year. Yes, you did. Um, and it's just, it's cool to you know work with somebody who is so iconic and important to this scene and he just killed it so it's great he's a great guy uh, and talk about starting the album off with a bang and you guys definitely nailed that (laughs) Uh, i mean i feel like you guys kind of just made that mental checklist for a hardcore fan check 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 with just a song of an album just five songs and I love I, I love I, an EP, yeah. I, I feel like I'm more fan of EPs now. It's just like it's oh, straight to the point, you know? And, and okay, okay. When you when you listen to a full length by anybody, 
there are very few that you're going to listen to the whole thing, especially front to back. Like there's, you've got, you've got four or five songs that are good. You've got, you know, another three that you worked hard on, but just didn't met, quite make it. And then you've got a couple fillers. It's how, it's how everybody operates. It's what happens because we're fulfilling just the, the, you know, the job, like with the label, like we have to give them full links. I think though, with an EP, you can really put so much more effort in more freedom. Yeah. Because you're working with a smaller, you know, it's a smaller product, but you can spend the same amount of time on it as you would a full length. And so I just think you can get, you can, you can get a better product because you have more time in, you know, less canvas, I guess. Like it's just easier. I, I don't want to say easier. That feels like a cop out, but I, I do like it. Because, Simpler, you know, yeah, I, I feel like it's easy to get to the point of how you want to compose your songs. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I think that also ties into the question when I asked if there's pressure. No, it sounds like less. now I feel like you kind of answered it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, there, there is less with an EP. I also do think that EPs there's, there is less at stake because it's not a full length. It's sort of a, mm. you can get away with doing something a little weirder on an EP because it's just an EP. Like if you don't like it, it wasn't part of our full length catalog. Like it's, it's, all, okay. it's almost like a, it's almost like a testing product. Like see if this works. Yeah. Like you yeah. were able to play the way you wanted to play or how you wanted to play. Let's see how the crowd reacts to it. Like, holy shit. All right. Now they, they love it. Now we can actually figure out what we want to do on this next album. That's a very yeah. good perspective. I don't think I've ever actually yeah. had that perspective before. And uh, I want to also want to point out you're a drummer, Isaac, yes. because my, both of my brothers are drummers. How is the composition of the songs? I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to ask this. How is the composition of the songs different for you as opposed to the other members of the band? Like in what order do you come in on the final draft process of all this? So, okay, this is I've been putting on the spot this whole interview, man. <laughs> no, no, that's I mean, that's I'm I'm the only one to put on a spot. But so I actually get the most time with the songs out of everybody hmm. because I track last. Um, we do everything. So the way we write and record is we four sit in a room, we write the song and then we scratch record it. And then we make a click track to that scratch recording. And then we go in and we replace all the, the pieces of it, you know, so we'll, we'll go in and put fake drums um, over, you know, delete my drums, put fake drums of what I had played in that live room. And then we'll track guitars, replace the scratch guitars with the real guitars, replace bass with the real bass. And all this while Matt is listening, writing, refining vocals because he's got, you know, and as we have ideas, we can change the song. In Matt, you know, Matt, Matt has a, a lot more time with it because we have this, this scratch version of it that's from the beginning. And then at the very end, I go through and replace the program drums with my real drums, but I end up getting the most time with the song because of that. So on the, you know, for this EP, we, I think we were in the studio for three weeks for it. And I tracked drums the last day. The very last day I tracked all five wow. songs. So, which a little stressful to only have one day to get it all done. But I had, you know, three full weeks of learning the songs, knowing the songs, practicing my parts. Um, How much time do you spend on these songs average? Three weeks. Like per song? I mean, like, oh, yeah. Like, per, what, per do you, song. what do you mean? Like me? Like, like or yeah, you specifically, when you get the when you get sent the songs, how much do you how much time do you spend on each song? I guess it depends on the length. It, yeah, it depends on so many things because a lot of songs start as you know Matt humming a riff in his voice memo, or Nolan on an acoustic guitar sending two riffs back to back. Like you know, a lot of songs start that way, but then some songs don't even exist until halfway through our studio time. You know, like we, yeah. we end up writing a lot of our songs just in the studio because that's we, we like I said, we don't live together. We're all spread out. So that's when we can meet up and write. So I, I don't always get as much time as I'd like. I'd love a three years with each song, you know, to work on parts and write parts oh, and rewrite. But <laughs> I don't know. At some point, I do think at some point you just have to pull the trigger. So, you know, 
I get what I get and I just make do with it. How often do you fall into the trap of when you go back and listen to the songs? For example, with this new EP, it's like, oh God, I should have done every this. time. <laughs> every everything I've ever written, every time I hear it. Yeah. I feel like that's a good thing. That just it's just, it just means that you're trying to refine your craft, better yeah. yourself as a musician. Yeah. And um, I, I also want to talk about the sound, dude, because the sound itself was a big part of this record that I really loved. I'm an audiophile these days, um, Isaac. I'm very yeah. picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. Yeah. This was produced, engineered, mixed, and mastered by the great Randy LaBeouf, who's He's known for his work with Acacia yep. Strain, Dying Wish, Sentinels, at Graphic Nature Audio in Belleville. Belleville yep. got a shout out to Knock Loose, by the way. Uh, talk about Randy for a minute here, man. I'm sure there was that sense He's of comfortability in the studio for you knowing you had someone like randy working on this he's <laughs> as far as i'm concerned he's just the fifth member of this band like he we work so well with randy we have such a good relationship with randy and that studio you know like everybody that works at that studio is great it's it's just like it's become such a home to so many bands and so every time we go there it is it's just a really comfortable setting and it's very it's very welcoming and inviting to to create and so that i think that's just why so many great records come out of there is it's just such a like a welcoming environment and a lot of that is randy mm. you know he makes it that just by being himself and he's great he's he's got the ear he's he's a very picky he's a perfectionist but that's what we need out of an engineer you know that's what yeah. everybody needs out of an engineer it's his job to notice the things that we don't and it's it's awesome it's just the best the best working with randy i think it's always a great thing when you're able to find someone who can produce a sound the way you want your band to sound yeah i, yeah. I had this discussion with uh with another guest of mine not too long ago you've seen that have you seen snippets of that sacrament lamb of god video where machine is sitting with like Randy and like the rest of the band and he's just, so. and he's just like, no, I'm not going to do it this way. We're going to do it. This, 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 like it's, it was so it's very eye opening Cause I mean, yeah. now it nowadays, I mean, that's one of the best metal albums by most fans with Sacrament, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. a very influential album yeah. and you really saw the growth. I feel like finding a producer again, I don't mean to repeat myself. It's very important to get that sound out. And uh, if someone's going to be pushing you, I feel like Randy pushed you guys to become better musicians uh, now. Is, well, that's, you know, I tell, I tell anybody like the thing, the thing that made me a better drummer was going to that studio to have, to have like the first time we went there, like new strength to have that eye in so many people just being like, no, like you're like the song could be better by doing this, this, and this like, and then and then actually having the nitpicking of you're doing live drums like we're doing as minimal editing as we can we're going to make you retake it rather than just punch it or like you know move stuff it's it makes you so much better because now that i've done that three times or whatever mm -hmm. even after the first time i know that the little things that make you a better drummer you know i learned them all the first time i went there and so i've had years and years of just I got that knowledge so early and so it's it, it really just going to a studio and having those eyes on you those people who know what should go where it it helps so much it and, really does and i feel like i can't continue on without asking you this your favorite drummer growing up or drummers your you know <laughs> such a such a big question um because listen to what you're just telling me and not just what you're yeah. telling me the way you're telling me you have a passion for this man who's who's I someone love, that you, who's someone that you drums. yeah who's who's someone that you look up to like for me uh my brother james his favorite drummer and uh this is a big important band to me is freaking jimmy chamberlain of smashing pumpkins yeah you know, he, and i know he's influenced a lot of modern day drummers today but i don't know if I, is, is he someone also on your list not not really so much like I, I they're not a band that i like grew up yeah with um so much i want to say as far as like i'm gonna i'm gonna say for you're setting like, this up bro <laughs> i'm gonna say for my drumming in like kublacan like the guys who really i spent a lot of time watching and like paying attention to how they did stuff were like joey jordison and um lame of god like i just love that high energy but the sort of finesse 
and the like you can do weird stuff in weird places and it's okay like on the drums i think that's like cool there's but then there's also like the you can be simple and it's yeah. what the song needs you know i i think that i got a lot of that from those guys so is is being an influence you know important to you like you're taking what they taught you is that something that you pay attention to it's like hey someday isaac lamb is going to be my influence you know is that something that resonates with you do you do you I, care about I never that? really i never really think about it um i don't i'm there's a lot of there's a lot of drummers who are a lot lot better than me and so i just don't you know it's not not really a part of my um and that that's okay and, and it's i love your humble attitude towards this because Kublai Khan's getting big right and you guys are only going to get trying. bigger from here especially <laughs> here in texas man i mean the way that you the reception again look at the reception you guys got in texas i mean you guys have been growing like wildfire for as long as i've been listening to you guys and i just feel like it's it, it's really cool and i love that response that you have and i keep doing what you're doing man and i can't i gotta have you on again for the next record because now we're gonna have to follow up considering you have we'll do we me. need to do a when we're in texas we'll do know, a wings just, interview yeah, that's what we yeah. need to do you know between writing and and structuring the songs and the production process like we just talked about mm -hmm. keep all this in mind as i'm asking you this um isaac because the lyricism i don't know how much of i do want to get your take on that but i feel like this okay. is a question more for matt but yeah. you're in the band so you see all this the mm -hmm. lyricism throughout Kublai Khan's catalog, you know, the bulk of that centers around, you know, racism, human rights, depression, even social anxiety, you know, even with this new one, violence against our women, you know, especially at a time like today, I feel like all these topics really resonate considering what's been happening, man. You know, I mm -hmm. begin to think of the tangibles like a theme or a message to your music. Is there one like how important? Or themes to you guys is that always a big component of songwriting for a band like Kublai Khan? I think, I think I think it is it is really important. Like it's, I mean, this is really a question for Matt more than me because he is he's a hundred percent of the lyrics, and they really are. They're just it's him. It's all his experiences that he's gone through, um, and he has been through it. You know, and that's why that's why he talks so deeply about so many topics. Um, as far as the theming, I do think it is very important to stick, you know, try and keep something consistent throughout. We, and that's, that's, that's why I like EPs and albums. Like, I think you can, you can do a full album with a theme and then leave it there. Mm. Do, do something different on the next one. You know, I think that that's, that's a fun thing about albums and EPs and why EPs are good. But I, I think. I don't know. I really can't speak to the lyrics as much as I can the music, but that's okay. When it comes to the musical, I do think keeping the theme is very important because I want I want each album to be a a little a nice little package. You know, I want it to all feel like it's one unit. Every every song in the EP, I want it to feel like they belong together. And then when we get to the next one, they can sound different, but these all need to go together. I think that that's um i do think that's very important would it be safe to say that you see lowest form of animal as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back or with any yeah. of your records really yeah i think so it's very easy to look at any of the records and say in like know how i was feeling or like you know where we were at as a band at that point like it's it's easy for me to look at them and have a lot of you know nostalgic feelings and remember where i was at at the time yeah, yeah and uh uh bro we've covered a good amount on this awesome interview man uh thank you so much for just yeah. sharing about who you are and what kublai khan is all about you know from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline you have taken in which we've discussed about right you know the performing for as long as you have and the yeah. people you have met and work with during these records four lps two eps I'm excited to see where you guys go from here, you know, representing Texas, the way you guys are repping us. Yeah. And this is definitely something that you have a passion for. And from the truth is from what I'm seeing, you've experienced yeah. plenty already in your career, man, you know, have oh, your, yeah. have your aspirations perhaps as a drummer or hell as a human being, let's, let's ask you that. Have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? For sure. Very, very different. There's a lot to learn, like, as you do right. this, you know, like when I, when we start this, the, 
the goal is, Hey, let's play a show period. You know, that's, that's the goal. And then it's, let's play a show out of town. Let's play a show out of state. Let's play three shows in a row. You know, like it's, it's always evolving. And now it's, let's play like Southeast Asia like that. You know, that's something we haven't done that I want to. Um, but then there's also like, I just, I just love playing drums. I want to be a better drummer. There's that as well. Like I want, I love playing on stage. I want to be a better performer, you know? And then there, yeah, it's, it's always changing. And I don't know, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun job because it, there's just so many moving pieces to it. And then I don't know. It's, you know, I, I, I could take so much from you, what you're saying, cause you're such a humble guy, Isaac. And I, and I love that about you. And I think it's really cool to celebrate your little successes along the way. Um, because yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's really, it's an amazing thing to see that you were able to just really put all your time and energy into something as creative as some, as this, you know, you're doing it like mm-hmm. you saying you're doing it, but, and then now you're seeing results. And I think a lot of people haven't really had the chance to do that before this pandemic started. I know that's something I learned about myself. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I just wanted to, wanted no, to give you a cool. chance we're, to talk about that. We're very, we're very lucky that, you know, this is just something we did for fun and it just has been working out for us. So, yeah. Speaking of fun, let's get to that surprise. I was talking, we're, we're being serious, Uh-oh. right? Let's get, let's, let's loosen things up here. Okay. All right. This is my favorite part to end the interview, unfortunately, but Hey, we'll stay in touch, man. Sure. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for you guys to come back into town. I'm going to do something fun here called the lightning round. <laughs> I'm going to go down the list here. I'm going to ask you a question. One or the other. You have to, you just have to think quick on your feet. All okay. right. Yeah, All yeah. right. And no explanation, of, just answers. Yeah. Some of them are simple. Some of them are just downright stupid, but you're going to love it. All right. Gotcha. Um, wait till you hear the final version of this. It's going to sound amazing. So, all okay. right, here we go. We're going to go down the list. Red or blue? Blue. Vegan or meat? Meat. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Harry Potter? Bummer. <laughs> Star Wait, is, is is that okay? I was gonna say, is that neither? Or is I, that it's both? it's a it's a begrudging neither. So, what would you pick? Is are you more of like a Game of Thrones, I, Lord I, of the Rings? I, well, I was got? a Star Wars guy. Like, oh, I love, are we are we talking about seven, know, eight, nine? Got in the way. <laughs> more, it's more than that. It's one, two. I don't know. The best thing about Star Wars is the extended galaxy, the video games, the the books. Yeah, you know that are none of it's canon anymore because of disney and it's a, the whole thing i love i love all the books and the extended universe and you know the video games and yeah, yeah but they're they don't exist anymore and everything is bad now and um <laughs> what happens to all everything so i can't wait to hear the fans on this one all right yeah. i love that answer though yeah. um i feel like you and my brother would get along real well Sorry, all right no, that wasn't very lightning of me <laughs> that, that 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 that's that's it's a slow coming lightning all right okay mexican okay. food or italian food Mexican. All right. We're in Dallas. I have to ask this question. Dallas Cowboys or Dallas Stars? Uh, <laughs> stars? Not a, yeah. All right. No, <laughs> not a hockey Cowboys. Guy. It's America's team. Yeah. Like, all right. Say Cowboys. Hip hop or country? Country. Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. New York or LA? LA. Which actor would you pick to play yourself in a movie? <laughs> Who plays Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I didn't even. Okay, now I'm not like that, yeah. That's pretty good. All right. Now, again, this is a Texas question because I love this one. I'm actually, okay. I'm actually asking a band from Texas. What do you say? Is it pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan pie. Okay, I say pecan. I feel like a lot of people. I've asked this a question to everybody, especially as of late. If you're from the Northeast, I feel like they say pecan. I I don't know where they say that, but I am <laughs> like I am from Washington, so I don't know if that affects. I, I don't know what the proper Texas version is. That's a um, question that if you guys come back at, just ask the test Texas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The fans, see what they say. That okay. would be a fun question for Matt to ask, but oh, for- I love asking that question because I feel like it's split down the middle. Um, all right. If Hannibal Lecter offered to grab a drink with you, would you accept? Yeah. Okay. These questions get ridiculous. Are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? <laughs> fruit? I think they're fruit. yeah that's it's you answer yeah. that you answer that question with the question mark at the end that's how it works yeah fruit would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals talk to animals yeah hell yeah, yeah all right I'd, 
I don't really need a whole lot of people in my life, but I do like. I've had people who say, yeah, I can talk to my cats. So I guess I can speak every language in the world, but I talk yeah. to my dog. I mean, I would love to talk to more dogs anyway. Yeah. All right. Last one. I love this one. There's a time machine in front of you, Isaac. It mm -hmm. says the destination is the first concert you've ever attended. Where are you? And what do you remember the most about that day? <laughs> uh, this is a hard one. Okay. I remember. Oh, I can't even remember the name of the venue. It was in Denison, Texas. Mm -hmm. It was the underground of a church. I rode with my friend, Micah Hudson, his big brother drove us who was like four or five years older. Okay. It was 10 cent pistol. Uh, I think when she calls home, there was one other band. It was the perfect venue. The wall, it was, everything was like so dark. You couldn't see the walls lined with couches. There was a half pipe down there. Holy it was shit. like, it was it was the perfect venue and yeah it was like my first experience of like an underground show the first thing i've been to um it was just a perfect a perfect day and just how old of, were you uh i had to be like 12 maybe is this, is this before you 13? picked up a picked up a kit at all i think or i was like already... starting to learn drums at that time or, or like a, like a drum set at that time because yeah like me and my my friend were like into metal he like had a guitar and i was like learning drums and we were going to start this band together you know and then like yeah. big brother was cool and so he took us to the the local metal show and it was like whoa your big bro's driving us to the metal concert you know it was like this big deal for us as little kids um yeah it was great do, you, do you have any uh uh i don't know what year was this but i don't know if you, do you have any like pictures from that day i don't know if you're oh, a sentimental no. person like me there weren't there but... weren't smartphones at the time like i was you know <laughs> like nobody had cell phones oh like then, the disposable you know? cameras right because i yeah, yeah this is going yeah. too <laughs> yeah like we got there using map quests like <laughs> map quests i remember yeah. i had this this uh i had a i was telling someone yeah i couldn't find your Address using MapQuest, and she was like, MapQuest. I'm like, oh, wait, sorry, Google Maps. Like, because I used MapQuest like re religiously back in the day. You yeah. would go and search it up and print it out. And yep. it was like, it was like, that's how we used, that's when we first started playing shows. That's how we got there. <laughs> it was like a piece of gold that you could just hold, yeah. hold you on to. When you're you cannot <laughs> lose it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, man, it's, that's really cool. Would you take the trip? Like, would you like revisit oh, yeah. yourself? And yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't want to live don't like i don't want to live all the years since then but no, like no, of course not. if i could just go back for that like three hours of my life absolutely that'd be sick uh where is that uh where is that church now like where have you gone back to that area oh, i couldn't i couldn't even tell you where it was i was a little kid i had no concept of you know any Next of that goal, stuff. gotta get a coupe icon yeah i think right matt be... matt knows where it is because he used to go it was called the pit the pit it's coming back to me yeah it was called the pit matt say... used to go to shows there all the time you said you're originally uh, from Washington. You're talking about, was it? I'm from Washington State. This No, this venue is in Denison, Texas. Man, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to have to look this up. Yeah, uh, I bet you can find pictures in old flyers and stuff. Talk yeah. about a poetic show. That would be a place oh, I would. Man. I mean, I play. I feel like I could see Koopa Khan there, oh, man. That's, I'm sure it's um, I'm sure it's like a Sunday school lounge or something now. I don't know. Because, yeah, it was like an old like Baptist church, just yeah. the basement of it. It was dingy, gross. Um, just the way like, you like want all it to good be. venues. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, the dirtier, the better. I feel like it's yeah. just, I just feel like uh, that kind of just it fits with the scene of what we're all fans about. And um, oh, yeah. But Isaac, man, this has been an honor, dude. Uh, thanks. I know we're clocked in about about an hour, man. <laughs> but oh, that's is, all this, good. This has been such a great time. And do you have any uh, like last words, just any shout outs, anything like to plug in or mention as far as the new album? Just, just the album. Just here? go listen if you want to listen. Buy it. Hope you enjoy it. Because, uh, yeah, buy it, you know, because I feel like the bands can do it, without it. The band. do, yeah. do whatever you want with that. Yeah. I just enjoy it. I hopefully enjoy it. That's all. That's all that we're shooting for. Oh, so. oh you bet. I enjoyed it. And you guys uh, are coming up with Knock Loose and Movements and yes. Koyo. I will see you guys here in Fort one. Worth though uh, on yeah. April sixteenth. So where's it? Is that playing Ridgely? Is it perhaps Wrigley or Ridgely? I never get that. I right. don't know, but yeah, it's it's that. Yeah, that's, that's the venue. exciting because I used to go to shows there all the time. I went there back in the once. Day. I yeah. had never had a reason to go to. I lived next to Fort Worth my, my most most of my entire life. I've never had a reason to go there, and weird because when I drive there, 
I don't know if you get the same thing. I think I'm the only one in the world who says this. It feels like the upside down of Dallas. You know, it's like when you go there, they there's downtown Fort Worth. They've got the lights. It's very reminiscent of downtown mm-hmm. Dallas. When you get there, it's like, shit, I don't want to get shot here tonight. You know, it's I don't know. Like... I've kind of I've kind of grown to love it over the years. Like, uh, here's the thing. I love Fort Worth. All right. I'm mm-hmm. not knocking Fort Worth or Fort Worthers. I don't know if that what the term is, but. Gosh. <laughs> but but hey it, you've going to love the place so it's yeah. uh oh yeah uh, but yeah that is the venue on april 16th so hey yeah, man that's that's cool it'd be great to meet you and the guys there uh let's yeah, stay in for touch sure. um everyone who is listening this is isaac lamb from kublai khan lowest form of animal drops april 1st on rise records uh and uh make sure you follow them on the socials and keep in uh just stay in uh stay in the loop on their tour dates as well because you guys also come in with the so what music festival I yeah we've got on... we've got we've got a lot that's a quick turnaround because that's... that's on what is it uh, memorial day weekend i believe it's so may, we're... may this is my birthday weekend is that really your birthday weekend mm-hmm. what day is your birthday 29th may 29th bro that's yeah. on a sunday i think that's the day you guys play actually yep. uh man I, think, that's... I don't know if it's sunday or come, i don't know that yeah. that's the 29th is a sunday all right let me that's uh okay. the coming out party for for isaac yeah um, yeah so we'll be there also interview and probably we'll be covering that show but um man isaac thanks again from the bottom of my heart dude uh oh, thanks for you having are me. a legend uh stay in touch obviously and i will see you on the road everyone is listening check us out on interviewandfire.com isaac lamb of kublai khan man stay easy brother I'll talk to you next time. Let's fight every sixteen in this cage. So fucking come on, fuck you up right now. It's cold, breaking breaks the side. I do just like you. What if I came from this house? To this cold, superstition. What if I came from my ways? Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.